Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. Six out of 10 Americans live paycheck to paycheck, really, no matter how much they're earning. So why can't more people get out of that situation? If that's you, why can't you get out of that vicious cycle? Or why can't you even just start paying yourself? I see you. I know that there are a lot of pet pros out there who are not paying themselves or who just started paying themselves or who are not paying themselves with their worth and they're living the bare minimum and suffering because of it. My hope is that this podcast episode will inspire you to think differently and get out of that cycle. I do know though, that there are a lot of socioeconomic issues and other factors that play into the conversation of money, but we do not have time for all of that on this podcast episode. So the purpose here that we are going to focus on is going into something that we can control. And that's our money mindset, our beliefs and where they come from, key differences in money mindsets, and how to move forward with more positive cash flowing into your life. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. 
You see, this topic is so important to me because I know that you are bringing your passion for pets every single day, and it's why you started your business, but it gets to a point where the burnout and the overwhelm and the compassion fatigue and all of the thoughts of wondering why you even started this business to begin with is because maybe you haven't been passionate about you and your life and how your business impacts your life. And maybe you haven't spent a lot of time looking at your numbers and focusing on the revenue piece of it because there really just isn't the time. I find this happens in my own life. And so I have to dedicate time every week to looking at the finances to ensure that my health and well-being can still be here to continue to grow the company. You should look at it from the same lens. Our money story actually runs so deep into our roots. Like it begins on our own journey and our own timeline here on earth with our mothers and our fathers and our grandparents and anyone who raised us or our friends or people who are mentors in our young adult life. And, you know, through childhood, it's all of those experiences and people and how they talked about money, how they spent their money. It was about the experiences that we had in relation to our own lives and how others might've had those experiences, whether it was the clothing that you wore at school or what people maybe got for Christmas, either did or didn't get, right? It's that you might've had all those things and other people didn't, or you, maybe you didn't have those things and you were jealous that the other kids did. Our opinion and belief system of money is even so subconscious that it works within our body to our core. Like it's actually in our DNA. I know this sounds like really, really woo woo, but please (laughs) stick with me here and believe me because the money and the money trauma that has actually happened in the past to all of our biological relatives and everything that they've experienced has gotten into their bones. Like literally their cellular experience on this planet and it can get trapped. And then it gets passed on and moved forward. And so subconsciously we are reacting and thinking about money based on other people's experiences and other people's belief system. You know, we can't change all that stuff from the past about what our parents might've said to us, whether they were frugal or abundant or stressed out about money. But what we can do is we can shift our own mindset and our own beliefs into a more abundant mindset and see what we can make possible for our own future. And then you can rewrite your own story and see what the future holds. So like I said, we all have our own story. I would love for you to take some time and think about your money story and journey. Mine has been pretty interesting. I've had a variety of people in my life that have very different viewpoints about money. My parents had me at a very young age. They were just in high school, actually. And my dad was the musician and lead singer of a band, and he's super creative. And he pretty much was living, you know, gig to gig, didn't know exactly where the money would come or, you know, dreaming about that next big song or that would hit it big or the next big contract he might get. So there wasn't always consistent money, but what he did have, he would share with me and my mom and he would still create fun experiences and he didn't seem to stress about money. I'm sure he did, but I never saw that experience. And then, you know, with my mom, while she came from family that had opportunity and money in the family, 
she did not want to be tied to that because she knew that she wanted to create, you know, her own life and go her own way. And so we didn't grow up with a lot of stuff because she was so young and she was, you know, putting herself through school and, you know, holding up a couple of different jobs. And so while we had enough money to get by, we definitely didn't have nice things, right? A lot of hand-me-down things, you know, there definitely wasn't any abundance, but there was enough to get by. Then, you know, when my mom got remarried to my stepdad, he is very frugal, but again, money was tight. They were young parents putting themselves through school, also working and pretty much again, living paycheck to paycheck, but they did build their savings. And, you know, with him, every purchase was analyzed. We had to really think about it. And that came from his parents. And then my grandparents, they were very extravagant, spending lots of money on weekends at the Four Seasons in Chicago big expensive dinners, you know, insane shopping sprees. And it was this huge disconnect from what I was living and experiencing in my day-to-day with my family, but they were my family. They were, you know, and they loved me very much. And it was a fun experience when you were with them, right? Christmases were out of control, you know, but grandma and grandpa's Christmases were better than Santa for my parents. Right. It was just, you know, strange. And then the money that um, grandparents would give was a significant amount and it would get put into a savings account which was super smart of my mom to do, but I didn't learn how to manage that money, right? I never really learned how it would go into the savings account and I never saw it. I didn't, you know, I really understand the concept of savings. And then I began working really young, right? I started working at 14 at, I think it was um, American Eagle in the mall. I became a lifeguard and I worked and worked and worked, but also spending all my money. (laughs) I wasn't putting that money into a savings account. I wasn't working towards something. I just loved having cash because I didn't know how to manage the money. Then of course, when I went to college, I got into a lot of credit card debt. And in my early twenties, I got into a lot of credit card debt and then, you know, started a business, got the business loan. And then I was even in more bank debt. You know, I had to change something. And that's really when I started to get into my professional development and personal development so that I could figure out how to get out of debt and all that cash flow issues which we've talked about in length in other episodes. So definitely go check out Pet Boss Summer School. I think it's lesson number three. That might be episode number 31. And then you can also go back to episode 16. And we have a whole blog series coming out about managing your money and your cash flow too. So we're not talking about that in this episode. But I was just in this place of like, gosh, money can flow, but I'm sure in a lot of debt. (laughs) That's pretty much how I had gotten. Still living paycheck to paycheck. sometimes like not having any paycheck, right? Bank accounts overdrawn. I mean, it was a horrible place to be in. And I, for me, my money story was that I just didn't understand how to manage it. So, and then my fellow business owners too, all on in the neighborhood that where my businesses were, everyone was pretty frugal about how they would spend money. You know, they were always barely paying themselves and putting all their money back into their businesses. And so, like I said, for me, everything started to shift when I shifted my circles and I invested in those personal and professional development programs. And like this whole new world opened up to me and I was blown away about the different revenue potential that there was and opportunities that existed out there for me to go make money. You see, I was like, okay, I can hustle. I can go get it done. I just was bad at managing it. So once we were able to shift where more money was coming in, At the end of the day, you know, I've sold businesses, got out of debt, and now have been able to learn how to manage our money. While I'm not perfect when it comes to the money part of it, I do understand now that is really just a tool 
and it will come and it will go and it can change our lives or it can keep us down. I want to dive into how it can change your life. All right. So let's start with your money story. And I want you to pay attention to how you talk about money. Words matter. The words you choose truly, truly matter. Just think about the pessimistic things that either people have said to you or that you've probably said when you talk about money. Phrases like, I'm broke. I can't do that. Money doesn't grow on trees, you know. Cost me an arm and a leg to get that freezer fixed. I'm drowning in debt. So the more you favor either negative or positive talk, the more it reinforces itself in its life. Words have a impact. They have a snowball effect. Positive words create confidence. And that propels us into action, which gives us some positive results that rebuild our confidence and reinforces it, which then keeps us talking positively about it. And there's two kinds of money mindset. There's scarcity mindset and abundant mindset. See the scarcity mindset. That's when we are obsessed with a lack of something. So it's usually that we're lacking the time to do something or lacking the money and that we can't really focus on anything else, no matter how hard we try, we might be really distracted. We make excuses and we are nervous that we don't know when more money is coming in. So we're going to be very tight with what we have. And we may make poor decisions about how to move forward for our business because we are so frugal in our personal life. In a scarcity money mindset, you might be thinking that whatever you do have is not enough and it can lead you to kind of hog everything in an effort to save your future. But really that scarcity mindset causes stress, fear, and anxiety. Having a scarcity mindset can manifest itself in your attitude about other people. You may focus on what they got and that you didn't get it. And so that means you can't have it because there's only so much of something to be had, which just isn't true, right? We're all on our own path and our own journeys, and we can create all kinds of opportunities for ourselves. This all runs subconsciously deep, all right? So don't dismiss these feelings when they come up or when you choose to use those words that are more negative, but just don't let them breed any anger or resentment. Maybe you resent that your employees are making more than you are right now. Work to recognize these negative feelings and open your mind to the possibility that there is other options. And the other options are to have an abundant money mindset. This is where you always feel like you have enough. Yes, you know that there will be setbacks and hurdles and maybe you won't have as much money as you have had in the past, but you know deep down it is going to be okay. And it's not because God is raining money on you. (laughs) No, it's because you know that things can change. You know that you can do things differently when you have an abundant mindset. You're willing to learn more. You're willing to make better financial decisions that start to lead to wealth. This is a growth mindset. Abundance mindset is a growth mindset. People with growth mindsets feel that their skills and their intelligence can improve with effort and persistence and consistency, abundant mindset, people know they can do it and they believe in their ability to grow. I have an abundant mindset and I have an abundant mindset for you. 
I believe that you can build the pet business of your dreams. You can get the time that you need and you can pay yourself what you deserve, no matter the economic climate. And that's what we teach our clients how to do in the Pet Boss Club and when I work one-on-one with you and what we give you here on these podcasts. All right, we're going to do a little exercise here. I want you to grab some post-it notes or you know, a piece of paper. And I want you to think of three words. So there are three word exercise. So if you want to know where your money mindset is, this is just a quick exercise you can do. And, and I want you to write down the first three words that come to your mind when you think of money. Do it without thinking much so that you can really like see where your mindset is. All right, ready? One, two, three. What are the three words when you think about money? Maybe they range from anxiety or freedom or poverty, greed. Maybe there's lots, you know, there's lots of different words to describe money. Once you have your three words, I want you to look at those words. Do you feel like they're positive or are they negative? If they're more negative, then, you know, step back a little bit really and think here that the money really is just a tool. It does not need to control your thoughts or your feelings about it right? Take the pressure off of money and ask yourself where those words came from in your timeline and who else's influence gave you that perception. Now I want you to think about the three words that you want to think about when it comes to money. Maybe you want to think about freedom, choice, security. I want you to write those words on a post-it and put those up in your house or in your office. And I want you to repeat those positive words so you can reprogram your brain. So let's talk about how we reprogram our brain and start to make those shifts from a scarcity mindset to an abundant mindset. And we get that positive cash flowing in your life. The first step is to take an inventory, right? Take an inventory of what is happening money-wise in your, in your life and in your business Meaning let's get clear on how much credit card debt you have, any other kind of debt, what your monthly bills look like, what are fixed expenses, what are variable expenses, what's your highest percentage on your credit cards, like really get an inventory of what, what the real numbers are and try to do it in a way that doesn't give you anxiety or stress because it's just a tool They were just decisions you've made in the past, and you do not need to make those same decisions moving forward. You can make better decisions moving forward. But first, we have to know where we are to know where we need to go. All right. So step number one is just take an inventory and create yourself a spreadsheet or a notebook or like I love to keep all my stuff in Google Sheets and I can access it quickly when I need to do some updates. Then two, I want you to stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing yourself to other people in these Facebook groups or even the other businesses in your neighborhood or your town. Maybe you have to stop comparing yourself to other people in your family or your neighborhood or your friends. Okay. We don't know what their money story is behind closed doors. My mom always said that to me, whenever I'd see my friends, we lived in a wealthier part of town, but we weren't in the wealthy subdivision. You know, I went to a nice high school and all the, everyone else had nice cars and, and we didn't, right? I think I bought my first car for $500. But my friends were driving fancy cars that their parents had bought for them. And I would ask my mom, like, why, you know, why can't we do those things? Or, you know, what, what, look at that, what, look what they have, you know, comparing and asking questions. And my mom would say, Candace, we don't know how much debt they're in. (laughs) Right. And my family was like, but we're not in debt. 
but we don't know how much they're in debt. And so, you know, we really don't know other people's situations and stories. So stop comparing yourself to other people, eyes on your own paper and focus on your own inventory, right? And focus on what you can control. So that's number three is we have to focus on growth. We have to focus on new revenue opportunities, making more money, focus on improving our average sale. We need to focus on decreasing big, large expenses, right? And getting more efficient with how our money is working for us. I dive into all this in other, those other episodes I talked about. And then number four in the big shift for people to come from that scarcity mindset to an abundant mindset is to begin to use affirmations. Affirmations are verbal process or an active process of affirming something. It's the emotional support and the emotional encouragement that you probably need. Here are some awesome money affirmations. I believe in my skill and ability. I love this one because so many of you that I talk to one-on-one are feeling like you might not be good enough, or you don't have the skill set to do something, or you maybe don't have the confidence to have a conversation and you really do have it all inside of you. You can hone that skill and you can access that ability. You can. So I want you to believe it. Another affirmation is I believe in my team's skill and ability, and I will guide them. I am wealthy in more ways than one. Wealthy doesn't have to just relate to your finances. Become grateful for the good things that you have. I control my money. My money doesn't control me. That affirmation gives you the power back, right? I control my money. My money doesn't control me. I become richer every day. Money is a tool. It's not good or bad. And the last affirmation I want to share is for you to say, I love money because, and then insert your reason. What is the power that money can do in your life? What's the positive thing? Why do you love money? I love money because it allows me to be anywhere when I want with who I want doing kind of what I want. Now, you know, I can't rent a private jet and take my whole family to Australia, but that is not currently something that I would want to do. But if that was a vision or a goal for myself, you bet I would be working on creating that opportunity. But for me, I love money because it can create amazing experiences. I still love having cash. (laughs) I still love having cash, just like in high school. But I like that because it helps give us a sense of security now, right? That's how I need it. I need to have our savings account solid. And I'd rather have that instead of a bunch of money in a market. So I want you to forget about what you learned as a kid. I want you to forget about your own past and your bad money decisions. And I want you to work towards making better decisions. I want you to forget about what the other business owners in your area are going through, what they might be telling themselves, the negative thoughts they might be sharing with you. I want you to watch how you communicate those thoughts to other people too. You know, investing in yourself is actually the best investment of all. I brought up this whole money mindset stuff on and personal development and professional development earlier because it's really, really uncharted territory in the pet industry. I feel like we're seeing a little bit more of it. There's more people willing to share information on it. And it's a little bit easier to access because of social media. But 
so many pet professionals really still need to dedicate one time to working on their own personal and professional development, but also some of it does take money. You know, so many people, maybe even you, you've been running your business for so long and, and seeing success, right? Maybe you're, you're having financial success that you don't know why you would ever spend money on professional development. See, I've been with mentors and coaches for a long, long time, since like 2010. I've been in masterminds, I buy courses, and they always pay off because it makes me stronger. And some of the best ways that we can invest in ourselves take money. For example, you might say that you don't have enough money to join the pet boss club, or you don't have enough money to do X, Y, and Z because you're worried if it's going to be worth it. Here are ways that you can shift and take your money and make it work for you because you're investing it in you and it will always pay off. You can invest in a training. You can take a course. You could learn new skills. You can hone your existing skills. You could pay to have someone help you organize your life and your business. You could travel, travel to trade shows, travel to conferences, travel on vacations. You could invest in your relationships. You could make memories. You can invest in your appearance. You could improve your communication skills and you could find a mentor. I mean, there are so many more ways that you could work on your personal and professional development and they all take money. But do you see though, that by doing any of those things, they would actually have a positive impact in your life and actually help you flow into the abundance of making more money because investing in you and investing in yourself is the best investment of all. All right. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I know parts of it could be a little out there for you. And I hope you enjoyed hearing some of my personal story, but at the end of the day, I want you to start just paying attention to how you talk about money and how you think about money and shifting to a place of abundance Having an abundant mindset will benefit you, not just with money, but with everything I tell you. So please do that three word exercise for the topic of money or do it for anything that you are feeling resistant on or having conflict in your life upon. Think of what those three words are that come to you. And then why do they come to you? Whose story made that happen for you? Who else brought that into your life? And then what are the words that you actually want to feel and to think about that topic? and put those up and start to use those words and beliefs. I want you to start to make that shift from scarcity to abundance by taking inventory to stop comparing, to focus on growth and to use those affirmations that I shared. You are worth it. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, 
Stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.